0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Life Coach Zach podcast. I'm your host, Zach Rance, certified life coach, certified nutritionist, mental health advocate, meditation master. No, I'm kidding. But seriously though, thanks so much for stopping by. I like to bring guests on here that are leaders in their chosen field, whether it's a doctor or nutritionist, or maybe just another life coach or spirituality coach. And I'm just grateful for the opportunity that I can share it with you guys. I hope you enjoy. I'm doing really, really, really well. Um, Nice. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to hop on the life coach Zach podcast. Yeah. Yeah. We connected for all the audience that's listening. We connected on Instagram and you're a mental health advocate
1: that helps a lot of creators with their mental health. That, that is true. I, I'm definitely that guy that a lot of people call in the middle of the night. They're like, what do I do? Yeah. (laughs)
0: That's very so, interesting. You know, I feel like I'm I'm that type of person as well. A lot of people from Big Brother and the reality world in general reach out <clears throat> to me about mental health. And everyone's going through their own kind of thing, right? Everyone has different battles and challenges and struggles that they're dealing with. But there are very basic foundational principles surrounding mental health that can help mm-hmm. anyone, especially influencing celebrities. So What do you think are some of those foundations and principles?
1: Yeah, they're really not obvious. Um, And it's extremely, it's obviously very different for everybody because what each person is experiencing is different. And if you've never had like any form of mental health, your like problems yourself, then it's extremely hard to know what to do or even begin to understand it. Um, The basic. The basic things that I've learned over my, you know, journey uh, with my own mental health is number one, you know, your brain will set up a series of rules for like what makes you comfortable and happy, and although it's not healthy to always abide by those rules because then you become kind of blocked in um when you find yourself more on edge then you know you gotta abide by your own rules about what you said ar- ar- around yourself and your beliefs and then also there's some like basic things that like will always work such as um i don't know if you knew this zach but your so a lot of people know that their breath has a lot to do with how they feel they just like know that fact they don't know how or what you got to do and if you've ever like began your journey with anxiety or anything, people will be very quick to teach something called box breathing, which is like you breathe in for four seconds, you hold for four seconds, you breathe out for four seconds, you, you know, it's like you you just kind of go in that circle. But what people don't know is, is that if you breathe in longer than you breathe out, you will become more energized. And if you breathe out longer than you breathe in, you will become more relaxed. Um, And that's all about regulating your CO2 to oxygen levels in your brain and your body. Um, So if you're ever like really anxious, you can, as long as you start focusing on breathing out longer than you're breathing in, it'll help calm you down because you'll be getting oxygen out of your system um, a lot quicker. And that usually uh, is something that causes like perpetuated anxiety because you go into hyperventilation. Mm. Um, And then a second thing what a lot of people don't know about and don't practice. I don't know why there isn't more like information about this is music. Music is really interesting because I don't know, like everybody's had that experience of like being in high school and someone throws on a song and all of a sudden, like everybody in the car is a gangster, like everybody in the car is like everybody changes, you know, like the mood changes, everything shifts and you're totally different people depending on the music that's being played, whether that's like sophisticated and classy or it's like, you know, rap or it's, you know, folk music, it changes people's moods and how they feel about themselves in it, just in a blink of an eye. Um, and so a lot of people, yeah, there's, a, there is a weird correlation between how much music people listen to and how anxious they feel on a day to day basis. I don't know exactly like what the numbers are but it's definitely there because music is one of the very few things that engage most areas of your brain and the reason why it helps is because it will battle with your other senses um to for the sensory pathways to like take over the sensory pathways so you focus on that more than pain or anything else um and it's, it's got to be like harmonious music, like or music that resonates with you a lot um, for it to actually have the, the effect you want. Because like metal or something can or really upbeat music, like really fast music can make right. things worse. But music is a really big staple as well, which calms people down. So really, um, you know, whenever I personally am going through something or I'm talking to somebody else through it, you know, many of the things are or first you know, breathe out longer than you're breathing in, maybe throw on some some music because you need to kind of get your mind right first, physiologically with the oxygen to CO2 regulation. um, And then just generally you gotta get your mind off of whatever's bothering you first and retackle it when you feel a little bit better. And the best way to get distracted as quickly as possible is commonly music is is really, really good. it's super undervalued
0: that's amazing you know what that that's something I didn't know about the breath and about the physiology of the body. I, I knew that the more calm you are, the lower your heart rate is and I know that breathing is a very good technique to either lower your heart rate, which no one really want to raise their heart rate, but it can it can change mm-hmm. our HRV so dramatically and that's something I never knew so i love I love love, love the fact that you taught me something today because this podcast started out as a mental health podcast. It's, it's just mm-hmm. funny that this is all coming full circle. This this podcast started out as a mental health podcast. And over time, I started gaining so much value and so much knowledge and learning so many incredible things from the guests that I was having on that mm-hmm. it just turned into so much more. And, and something that I like to tell all my followers and the, my clients and people I work with is that, you know, because I talk about mental health, yeah, it's helping other people, but you know who's helping the most is myself. The more mm-hmm. we talk about it, the more we practice it, the more that we're going to be mentally healthy and mentally tough and mentally strong so we can be there to support the people we love, to support the people we care about, and the people that that matter most to us. And that's something that you're doing as a mental health advocate. So tell mm-hmm. us more about how you help your friends. I know you recently like went through a tough time with one of your roommates. Yeah. Um, can you... Tell us as as comfortable as
1: you feel. Telling us, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And actually, there, there's one more thing I'd I'd love to add to your rolodex of um, of things that you can do when you're kind of in those tough places. Uh, which another thing that people don't know, and it has to do with your eyes. So your eyes are the only part of your brain that's not in your head. Uh, a lot of people don't know that, but your your eyes are part. You're connected directly to your brain. And we have two ways of looking at things. When we become like really, you know, full of adrenaline, uh, we get very focused. uh, We get tunnel vision. um, And right now, we are almost always using that mode with our eyes because we're looking at our phones or screens all the time. So we're in our like focused gaze. Um, But if you've ever like, driven down the street and not looked at your phone which is rare nowadays it feels like you'll you'll notice you'll you'll enter into a different mode of looking at things where you're looking at things at a wider angle where you'll start you're not looking at one thing or another you're just kind of gazing and uh that gives your brain time to relax uh, many other aspects of itself Um, and many people nowadays because of the the overwhelming uh, accessibility to screens, we rarely go into that relaxed gaze anymore, and therefore we are always in hyper-focused mode and much more easily triggered uh, with our adrenaline because we're already in that that focused line of sight. Um, so that is just, that's another thing uh, that a lot of people don't know. Is uh, if you could step back and go on walks or something without your phone, or at least looking at screens, like when you drive, don't look at the screens, like let yourself go into those relaxed gazes. Um, The act of looking back and forth with your eyes will start to uh, trigger a much more relaxed state of mind because it will say, hey, we're not running from the tiger and looking at where we need to run. We are walking. We are chilling. Mm. Um, So that's another thing. But to uh, answer your question regarding uh what what happened over here um yeah basically uh, us at the house uh, i have a couple roommates i have three other roommates and we are all extremely into mental health and being very open about how we're feeling our own anxieties or our own problems that we're that we have going on and we are just overwhelmingly supportive of one another and super super helpful i mean i'm extremely grateful for for what we got our support circle but uh we had a roommate who had been friends with us for quite a while and he moved in about six months ago and then ran like very unexpectedly two months ago um developed schizophrenia out of nowhere over the span of two weeks just it just came and us, the roommates, like we all started to notice he was like doing odd things and behaving differently. And so we started to kind of talk about it, like, and, and uh, compare notes about what was happening. And then one night he just, he, it, I wouldn't say he snapped, but there was definitely an extreme increase in, in what he was doing. And the things he was doing were like repetitive movements. like opening and closing a door like 30 times in a row, or um, becoming very obsessive over like weird things like the temperature in one room versus another room, or, you know, he started to get very paranoid about like people following him and stuff. And so we just like noticed that these, these oddities were starting to happen. And one night he just like, we all were in the living room talking with him and he just couldn't stop repeating the same stories over and over and over again until eventually we literally had to tell him like, hey, Will, go to bed, go get some rest, go get some sleep because we had talked to him for about five hours until seven in the morning uh, through the night trying to calm him down and get him to relax. And then we had a private conversation and we're like, hey, we need to get him to the hospital, like something's wrong. And so we took him to the hospital and uh, he got out the next day, he stayed with his mom, and then he went back to the hospital again and stayed in a crisis management facility for like a month. And then he got out and three or four days later, he was staying with his sister and just passed away in his sleep because the, the drugs they gave him, I guess, had a bad reaction with him and he just died while asleep. It was, it was terrible. It was it was absolutely just tragic the entire start to finish of it. Um, so it kind of really, really goes to show like how powerful you know mental health can be and what what it can do to people out of nowhere. And it really puts things in perspective of the power of it and how delicate it is and you know how careful we should be with one another when when people are going through things and addressing them, you know, appropriately. But yeah, so that that was a pretty crazy story.
0: Wow. I can't even imagine going through what he was going through. And also you guys, people that are so passionate about mental health, doing your best to try to help him, that must've been tough on you. Do you find that it's draining or, and not in a negative way, but like you know, For me, for example, I have a lot of people that reach out to me about mental health problems all the time, and mm-hmm. I do my best to try to help them. I do my best to try to help them. But when it's bringing me down, I can't mm-hmm. sacrifice my own happiness. I can't sacrifice my own good energy to try and help someone else. And over the last year or so, I've been very, very intentional and diligent about being mindful of who's coming into my space and who i'm giving my energy to Mm -hmm. and that has up leveled my time my vibration my energy my health so much Mm -hmm. and you know i feel like there's a fine line but at the end of the day i think it's it's really important that we all have an obligation to ourselves to be aware Mm -hmm. of our mental health you know, I mean, it, for, yeah. for the good and welfare of the earth, for the good and welfare of of world peace, we all need to have an obligation to our own mental health. We cannot just rely on other people. And I'm not saying you're – and this has nothing yeah. to do about your roommate. No, I'm just yeah, – yeah. it, it kind of is like making me realize and and bringing back some recent memories of, of some of the people that I had to just stop giving my attention to. Um, but how do you feel and what do you think are, are some core principles – that everyone should be required to either do or take to make sure that they are keeping up with their own mental health.
1: Yeah, that is. Uh, it's a it's a tough question because you know it, it's it's a, a always developing and changing thing. Like I think that uh, yeah, I'm not sure. It's a, b- a big part of it is absolutely being selective of who you choose to include in your life. And, uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna let this marinate in the back of my head for a second, your question yeah. why I address something else you said, which is being selective about who you're choosing to engage, right? Um, something that might be worthwhile to consider as well is so for me, you know, if someone calls me at four in the morning, or is it any time like I, I do my best to answer when I can because you always got to remember that you never know how much of an impact you're gonna make on somebody who's gonna end up being critically important to your future uh, the the smallest the person who seems to be complaining the most the most to drag the most you know whoever is like causing issues is probably causing issues with other people and those who you know will take the time to be patient with them and help them through it are you know end up getting, more recognition, and something's going to happen in the future where they can help you out or something. So it's always good to be, you know, it's it's obviously very important to for your own happiness, to be selective of who you're letting into your own space. We also always got to remember that who knows, who knows how this will affect my future. And this is what actually it leads to one of my favorite quotes ever, which is life is long. A lot of people like to tout, you know, oh, life's short. I want to have, you know, YOLO or you know, go have fun, you know, who, who knows, you know, when life's going to end. And sure, that's true. But for most people, life is long. And you don't know who's going to be important to you 20, 30, 40, 150 years from now, you know, it, you, you never know. So helping people as soon when you can, even if it can be kind of a burden or an issue, um, could end up serving you dramatically in the future. And that's a very obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That's a really, really good point. I love that you brought that up. And I love that you're bringing a different um, perspective, again, mm-hmm. not myself, but to what's going on, right? So it's, yeah. I guess a balance would be it healthy. Is. Yeah. Yeah. It would be healthy. So, Nathaniel, I kind of want to pivot a little bit. Sure. Tell us more about what you do for work and how yeah. you make an impact on other people's lives.
1: Yeah. So I, I kind of rose to my power, quote unquote, uh, through photography. Um, uh, I got started with photography about eight years ago at this point and kind of grew a lot on Instagram when I got started. Uh, Instagram was still square photos and uh, that was it. Uh, <laughs> and basically I grew a bunch. I I was, I got really lucky because one of my uh, good friends started this company where they would do influencer trips uh, and they put together these influencer trips where they would get brands to pay for the trips and they just wanted content and exposure and things like that. And we were very, very early to influencer marketing. Like it it was really like unheard of when we began doing it Um, because basically we came up with the idea because our group of friends won two out of two out of these seven Paxson trips. uh, where Paxson flew us to different places. Uh, And we're like, oh, we like that idea. We should make a business around that. And uh, so I got started with that. And that helped me grow my photography and my Instagram a lot. And I got just hyper connected to tons of influencers through doing that so early. Again, Instagram was square photos. It was it was still like a blip. Who and, were the influencers uh, you were working with? Um, there, there's a, I mean, there is a lot, but uh, it, back then it was a lot smaller people. Uh, there is, a lot of them are bigger now, like Carrington, is, I think he's got over a million followers now. And Griffin Gryffindor Lund uh, is, I think she, I can't, remember, I don't even know how these people are doing. I haven't been able to talk to them in a while. But eventually, eventually, I worked up to the point where you know I've worked with like Lauren Gray, and Lauren's got like 20 million followers and like 30 million on TikTok, where she's super big, and Tuan, who was like a Vine star, and now is like he's got like seven million on um, Instagram, and it, wow. uh, lots of people. I mean, just lots of people. Uh, it, the, the I don't want to name drop forever here, because like yeah, 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 agreed. <laughs> <laughs> but that's cool. Um, man. But yeah, so I, I rose through photography. But then a lot of like, I noticed that there was just a big gap in marketing for a lot of people. Um, I I really dislike misinformation. And so coming from a place where I had a very big pool of market research where I had seen so many people grow and I knew the process and I myself had grown too. Uh, there's a lot of, there was so many videos on YouTube that were like, use hashtags and like great, dude. That's not helpful at all. Um, So I became really interested in marketing and I helped a ton of people grow uh, their followings. And uh, eventually that's kind of where I kind of really sunk my feet into in terms of finding like really good success. And uh, marketing is in social media marketing has really been where uh, I've thrived a lot outside of just photography um from then on that's amazing so what are you up to now what do you spend a lot of your time and energy doing that is an excellent question um right now so i still have uh a good amount of marketing clients i don't really do photography for like work like i'll do it like for fun i have a lot of people who will fly up from la i i live in san francisco area by the way um So I have a lot of people that will fly up from LA to like go and do shoots and things like that. So I still do that, um, just in my free time for fun. But, uh, I, I have, do have some clients that I do marketing for and then I help grow on Instagram. Um, I have two guys that work on the floor of the New York stock exchange that I help them a lot with, uh, their business. And then, um, I'm working on an app. Uh, it's a new social media app and, that's kind of where I focus my efforts when I'm not kind of relaxing and, and chilling because I do a lot of chilling nowadays. Yeah, same. I do a lot of chilling too. <laughs> That's yeah. what it's about. Hang out, play some Call of Duty, you know, buy some Pokemon yeah. cards. <laughs> nice, dude. Yo, actually, I have a bunch of Pokemon cards. Do you want them? Yes, yes. I will take all of your Pokemon cards. We have, uh, we have the fattest collection, dude. We have
0: the dude, fattest collection. Right? I have them right in front of me. So I have Charizard, Mewtwo, Alakazam. Yo. I have Nancy. Uh, Let's see if there's any. Those are the only ones that I... um, Lickily, lickily. What is that? Uh, Venusaur. I got a Venusaur. I'm, I'll be honest. They're not in the best shape. And they're also... Like, my Charizard and my Mewtwo, um, they're in English, but they're mm-hmm. not, like, the original Pokemon, dude. It's not, okay. like, the first set. Like, it's not, like, a... I'm going to send you a picture of it, but I've been, yeah, yeah, so- it.
1: I've
0: been trying to, like, sell them, to be honest. But, um, dude, I'm willing to give them to you for, like...
1: Yo, yeah, send, send over some photos. Uh, let me see what you got going on. Okay. I love yeah, to I'm see gonna, it. I'm
0: gonna text you some photos right away. But, dude, <laughs> um, everyone that's listening right now, go ahead and follow Nathaniel on Instagram. His Instagram is Nathaniel Gerdes. It's spelled N-A-T-H-A-N-I-E-L-G-E-R-D-E-S. Um, and you guys, take care of your own mental health. Be there for your friends. Um, Nathaniel,
1: is there anything you want to leave the audience with today? Ooh, anything to leave the audience with? Um, yeah, I, I guess I could, I could give a, a short uh, little tidbit of, of good stuff. I, I would say that, you know, as a final note, uh, things to remember is to, you know, chase something. You know, chase a dream. Go, go for what you want to go for because... You, you can do it, you know, life, life is long, Think, things change. It doesn't matter where you're at in life, whether you're down in the dumps, you have a dollar in your pocket, you know, everything is going to change. That is the one thing that we are guaranteed in life is as the only thing that is unchanging is that everything changes. And so it doesn't matter how things look right now. Everything's going to be different. Um, and you can choose how they will be different. But you have to just go for those things and put in the effort to make sure that it changes in the way that you want it to and it will and you, you will get there as, as long as you put it forth. Um, because life is long. Even if it takes 10 years, 10 years in the span of an 80 year, you know, life is a fraction of it. It's right. so small. So right. remember that life is long. That's it, guys. And just be 1% better every single day. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: Enough. Nathaniel, thank you so much for your time today. I just sent you over those pictures of those Pokemon cards. <laughs> <What>? Yeah, <laughs> praise those for me. Let me know how much they are, and then I'll give you a severe discount. But, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Life Coach Zach podcast. Go ahead and follow Nathaniel on Instagram. Shoot him a message. Ask him anything about mental health anything about marketing and branding and growing your page i'm sure he'd be happy to help you guys out thanks for listening so much and everyone have a great day thank you